the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. I'm joined in studio by a man who I was talking to John Walsh about this morning and off air John Walsh said to me, Senator Mick Lanigan, what an interesting gentleman. Brian, you'll really enjoy the chat with Senator, uh, former Senator Mick Lanigan. He joins us in studio and we're going to talk about his own experiences through the year. He's very knowledgeable on the whole Middle East and um, I'd love to find out what the people of Palestine are like a little bit about their history and where they come from. Mick, thank you very much for taking the time to come in and join us this morning. I'm not too sure about John Welch's comments about <laughs> being interesting, but well I, well, I won't tell you where he said that he came across you. He said it was sitting in an establishment somewhere one night and you were chatting about the whole Middle East. But this, former Senator Mick Lanigan, just give us a bit of an insight. I mean, where has your knowledge, your bank of wealth and experience regarding the Middle East come from? Well, basically, it goes back uh, into the... Uh, when I was 18, 19, 17, 18, 19, I was reading quite a, a, a lot of, at the time. And Leon Uris wrote certain books, and they were very, uh, I would say, pro-Israeli, anti-Palestinians. Uh, and he and a lot of other people seem to forget that the Palestinians, uh, Palestine is a, an old country, and the Palestinians have lived there all their lives uh, and gone back through the generations. And the other thing that a lot of people forget is that prior to uh, uh, 1948, we'll say, and continuing up along to 1967, the Yom Kippur War and various other things, the uh, Jews and the Arabs lived quite happily in that whole area of Palestine. OK, there were certain times when there would be a, an outbreak, which we'd have around an establishment here in Kilkenny or wherever. But they lived for hundreds of years, uh, thousands of years uh, together. Now, the other point is that we hear a lot about anti-Semitism and everybody keeps talking about the anti-Semites, that there's so-and-so has been sacked for an anti-Semitic uh, statements in, whether it's the Dáil or whether it's in the British Parliament or wherever. They seem to forget that the Semites are Arabs and Jews. They come from go back into the Bible and Shem who was the one of the, the, the great uh, founders of the religion of uh, the Jewish religion and the uh, uh, Arab uh, the, yeah. uh, oh the Muslims. Muslims yeah and Shem was the person and it became Shem turned into Sem Semite so the Arabs the Palestinians and the Jews come from the same background. They come from right back. But uh, because of what happened, now I heard um, in the programme earlier in the week uh, and there was uh, a comment made about the uh, Jewish Memorial Museum in Jerusalem. Yeah. And the last thing that was said was that we should all remember the main headline over that door was never forget but never forget should be aimed at the countries of Europe and not at the Palestinians it's, it's, it's the, the Europeans were the ones who created all this problem right across you have had programs in Russia you had programs in Ukraine you had uh, the Brits at times there's no doubt about that the Germans 
the French. Every one of them were involved in anti-Jewish uh, propaganda or anti-Jewish pogroms. And they are the ones that who should never forget. But they seem to have forgotten. And I think that a lot of them feel they now have to go and turn totally in favour of Israel because of what they did in the past. Yeah, I mean, somebody said to me that before, in the last couple of weeks, that um, they felt that a lot of the standpoints that were being taken by Western governments uh, were out of a sense of guilt. But I just wanted to go back to the point that you were talking about Semites being multiple people of different ethnic backgrounds, That's different religious backgrounds. Within, with, within that, that whole area, yeah. You know, they say often that uh, the most vicious fights happen within families. Families, right. Yeah. Is there a sense of that maybe in that region, that because actually these people are, despite what they would feel at the moment, one and the same, or from one and the same, that there's, there's more hatred there? Well, there's a number of items there. Number one is that... Uh, the Jews who make up the population of Israel, they come from two backgrounds. You have the Sephardic Jews who came from that area, have lived in that area all their lives and lived happily, you know, as anybody could in a country which is divided in religion. But uh, the, the the fact is then that the Ashkenazi Jews, as they call them, they all came, they had never been in uh, the Middle East. They've never been. They all came from uh, Russia. They came from southern, uh, mid-European, generally speaking. And they came, f and in latter years, a huge number of them have come from America. Mm. They had no connection at all except religion. But in re uh, the connection in religion is a doubtful pro uh, product to me. And yeah. when I hear Netanyahu the other day saying, there is a time for, the Bible says, there is a time for peace and there is a time for war and now is the time for war. Now he's blaming the Bible like, for what his, his government is doing and he's a very dangerous man. There's no question or doubt about that. We hear so much about um, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. And yeah. These are simply, in my opinion, geographical locations. I want to know about the people that live in those locations because yeah. Hamas is obviously entrenched within the Gaza Strip. It, it, it's, it's often what we refer to. But there's a people, there's a Palestinian people there. Tell me about them as a, as, as a nation, as a race, as a, as a, as a group of people. Well, that, <laughs> I suppose... It's often said that the Irish and the Palestinians are alike. They come from a rural background, generally speaking. They have fought for their own uh, tenure in their own areas. And in America, uh, the n number of Palestinians who marry Irish girls or vice versa is huge. Mm. And they get on well together. We seem to be of the of a, the same, a similar sort of... Uh, mentality if you like now the Gaza Strip is a tiny little place in you know the Gaza Strip uh, it's half the size of Loud which is the smallest country uh, county in Ireland two and a half million people living in a, a place which is half the size of uh, Loud and now uh, the, the Israelis have said we you shift down to uh, from the north to the south 
and uh, we won't hit you. We're, they went to Gaza City and they just bomb without, and as they say, they're, they're targeting Hamas. But uh, it's like dropping a bomb and trying to get gold, which is maybe a, a half a mile down underground. Uh, so the first point is that the Irish and the Palestinians are of a similar uh, mentalities. Gaza uh, was never even thought about in the old days, except it became very popular in, uh, when uh, General Allenby, who was very, very well known, uh, he went in uh, through, Ga- through Gaza uh, in the war to get rid of, uh, into the Levant to, uh, to create a war. And uh, then in when the, in sixty seven uh, when um, the, the, uh, there was a division in in Israel and a lot of people went out and into Gaza and Gaza apart, apart from the fact that it was very small it was highly productive yeah. as an, as an agricultural area the big the best. Uh, flowers in the world came from uh, Gaza. Mm. Tomatoes, strawberries, everything like that. Now, the the the, the um, Israelis went in and they, they cleaned out all the farms. They cleaned out all the buildings, and then they went out. They left and went back into Israel, and uh, and they left. Uh, Terrible country behind them. Yeah, and Mick, knowing knowing the character, if you like, of and it's very difficult to put one character into a whole population. I know, yeah. and there's obviously you know certain forces at play on both sides of the wall, so to speak. Um, knowing the character of both sides of that wall, can you see the current conflict coming to an end anytime soon? Well, I mean, Netanyahu has said it won't come to an end until they have uh, got out their uh, hostages and got rid of Hamas. Now, how can they get rid of, uh, get out the hostages if they're bombing every place? Mm. You know, <laughs> where did they think these... Uh, and even Joe Biden talking overnight about this um, humanitarian, um, four, you know, corridor or lapse. Four hours, yeah. four, You said, he's talking about four hours for people to move out of the area. You've, you've sort of got a much greater insight. You know, the, these roads are basically closed that they're talking about. How long would it take somebody who might be stuck in there to get out? Well, I mean, a very fit people might, a person might take a short time. But you're talking about people who are injured, people who are coming out of hospitals. You know, it's an impossibility to do what what he is suggesting. I mean, this is his latest... uh, If we, in Ireland, we're often afraid to criticise America because we are... America is very close to yeah. us, and very, very rightly so. We're, we're dependent on them to a certain degree, but they are dependent on us and have been dependent on us. And there is a great connection between the USA and Ireland. But when it comes down to the question of indiscriminate bombing of civilians, killing kids, that shouldn't come into the equation. Yeah. It's now, it, we have to say that Hamas were totally wrong, but that has been building up for a number of years now mm. because the Israelis have all the armaments. that they, they have the most up-to-date armaments in the world. There's no doubt about that. Now, how people who are fighting from, we'll say, 
bunkers down under the ground can can deal with can that, deal with that. Can, can counteract it. It's, it's an impossibility. Well, I mean, as I've always said when we've talked about the situation in the Middle East over the last number of weeks, I just hope that it ends soon for the sake of the people that are on the ground, the Palestinian people, the Israeli well, hostages it's, that are in there. Um, everybody, it's, it's in everybody's, uh, it's everybody's wish that this does finish. But the, with Netanyahu in power, and he's a man who has been convicted in court, I mean, mm. <laughs> so many times, and he's still in power. In power. Well, and in his last government, he brought in, he couldn't form the government without bringing in the extreme right-wing Israelis, yeah. the ones who don't want. Well, he is. The thing is, he is in power at the moment, and it's going to be those people in power, um, both east and west, who are going to make the right decisions to try and help out the Palestinian people. That is for sure. Um, it's been brilliant to talk to you, former Senator Mick Lanigan. Um, I think the more people that have a better understanding of the history of the location, the better it will be for all. Thank you very much for joining us on the show this morning. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fair Green Shop. Center gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.